welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show. I'm your host Suju, and uh, once again, I'm glad to say that I am today getting bringing you this episode while I'm in person with my guest, and it's the second episode that I'm doing that way. And uh, for those of you who know, I'm still in Bangalore. Probably once this episode is out, I'll be out of Bangalore. Uh, but I'm so happy to uh, finally get this guest on my show, uh, Chelsea Pinto. I've known him for what he does, strength and conditioning coach. I think we first met at our A license course while he was brought in by Richard Hood to take a session and uh, we were all impressed by what he does. And then it just took off. And since then, there are many stories added to that. So, Chelsea, firstly, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, Sergio. I'm so happy to be here. Well, Chelsea, you started off from Bombay. You're a Bombay lad. Uh, but you've been adopted by Bengaluru now uh, and vice versa. Uh, tell us your journey in terms of how you got into Bangalore and now this is your home. Well, actually, I was born in Bombay. My mom is from Bombay and um, my parents were in the Middle East. Uh, at that point of time, there was this Gulf invasion. That's why they came back. And um, so I lived the first three years of my life in Bombay. After, I w- after which I went to the Middle East. Very few, very few people know this. Um, so I was there for a few years. And uh, then I moved to my original hometown. That was Mangalore. And then football finally brought me to Bangalore. Right. So you've been in different parts of, of the country, of the world also, right? Um, what made you, why football? And how did that start? Well, I think I was uh, always into sport. Uh, sport was in my DNA, even though no one else really played sport in my family professionally. Uh, I was always driven towards it. And um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I, uh, back in Kuwait when I was in the Middle East, I played whatever I could possibly get. There weren't too many opportunities for us there. But as I came, moved to India, I think got some more opportunities. And in Mangalore, I got hooked on to football the most. Yeah, and then uh, how you started playing or how was that journey before probably, you know, there's always a kickstart before coming into strength and conditioning and come there for that because your profile is uh, quite long if I introduce you. So how did the playing thing happen and uh, how did you move to Bangalore? So uh, when I moved to Mangalore, I actually started playing cricket and on the side, I used to play a lot of football in my school. And um, I played cricket at a higher level. In fact, originally, uh, I was playing for the zonal levels. And, um, you know, then I realized that I was a lot better in football. And, uh, you know, I was just doing a lot better. I was feeling a lot better. And, you know, I enjoyed it a lot more than cricket. That's when I made the move to football completely. And um, I was lucky enough to represent the Karnataka State uh, at the junior levels. So that brought me to Bangalore. And um, yeah, one thing led to another. I think I wanted to really stay in the sport. I wasn't sure if I'll make it um, to the next level in football. And that's why I, you know, took up the whole education process in strength and conditioning. And here I am. Well, now to start that journey, you are also currently a founder of the Rapid Sports Fitness. And I must tell our listeners, uh, I get the privilege to be around. So if you're here in Bangalore next time in Kormangla, do drop in. Uh, We are recording this episode from the place. And you mentioned the education aspect and you kind of, you know, uh, got hooked on to that and you made sure you're good at that aspect. Um, How did that happen? Because and why Bangalore? Well, I think Bangalore was an immediate choice because in Karnataka, I think this is the biggest city. This is where all the opportunities are. And um, again, the city really uh, sort of welcomed me uh, when I came in. I did my college year and I played a lot of football year. 
um the move to strength and conditioning was just firstly uh you know just to give me sort of insurance a cover if football didn't really work out for me i needed to move on to something that i really liked and you know uh, for me um i am a very passionate person and um it's very important for me to do what i love so um th- you know the original plan for rapid sport fitness also was to always you know have athletes around me get to train athletes get to travel with teams make a difference in you know youth players as well as experienced players um lives and um yeah that's that's the whole uh, uh you know thought process behind uh, starting rapid sport fitness now like i told the listeners in the start that we both met at the a license while you were brought in by richard to take the session there and then i think you broke into the news because you were also a player and a coach uh for bengaluru fc bengaluru united the new team that was coming out from here um tell us if you can share experience with coming down from that course because you had that session with upcoming coaches who are going to get out and probably get an a license how important it is for even uh for a coach who's not specializing into what you actually specialized into but to have that knowledge that how important uh this aspect is well uh i think um, the course was sort of a game changer for me i think uh, that opportunity came out of the blue um right from the even the bengaluru united call for me um it was at the point of my career where you know football wasn't really taking me too far um or let me just put it this way i wasn't doing too well um and at that point of time i think the club uh, really backed me and uh, gave me the confidence to you know uh, go out there and play well so you know f- for me probably that was my best season um that i had played and um you know when richard and uh, sabiso give me the opportunity to present about strength and conditioning for the a license course uh, coaches uh, i was thrilled i mean i was i was very happy to share whatever i had learned and uh, at that point of time we were also getting started with putting up a process for bangalore united you know we wanted to uh, we wanted to really have a strong process where uh, players come out and really benefit from it and uh, i think sharing that experience with um, the a license coaches really helped and like you said i mean uh, at that point of time there were not too many or i don't think there were other uh, player come coaches and um, you know it was it was probably the most challenging part of my uh, career so far uh, but it's also i think probably the most enjoyable part of my career so i really enjoyed that really loved that challenge and uh, i hope i get some more opportunities in the future well i mean coming to that bit because it's not very easy to do that right you're also a player and you were a center back playing for fcbu uh you have pressure of keeping yourself fit injury free and also the entire squad um how did that go like i think uh, like i said it was definitely challenging but uh, leadership comes naturally to me i really enjoy uh, you know i thrive under pressure and uh, you know obviously i had the backing of the head coach assistant coach uh, richard uh, you know i mean i owe a lot to him because uh, when honestly i had nothing um, he really trusted in me and uh, you know he um, he pushed me to get to the next level you know so uh, both as a player as well as a coach and um, you know i had to pay that back as well so i had to work two times harder than the other players uh make sure that you know i'm disciplined about what i'm doing to keep myself in top shape and you know fortunately i hadn't got injured in that three seasons that i played at bengaluru um and uh, at the same time i think the injury rates of the other players had come down a lot of players the younger players benefited from you know um the 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 
whole process that we had right from strength and conditioning to you know given uh Gormangi Singh coming in as an experienced pro into the setup I think overall it was an enjoyable experience and uh you know like I said like the whole uh leadership um really worked for me and uh I was thriving under that pressure then you moved to Churchill Brothers the following season in the I-League uh here you didn't get a chance to play but you were playing the role of a strength and conditioning coach how was that experience well, I think again, um, you know, uh, Churchill came all out of blue. I think the transfer window had shut in Jan. And when I was approached, it was about um, Feb, where the team wasn't really performing to its best, um, or, although they had a good uh, squad on paper. And uh, like I said earlier, I love challenges. And, uh, you know, it really called out to me. And uh, I said, okay, um, you know, I'll come down for two months and give it my best shot. I explained to their team management as to, you know, what I could bring in and, you know, um, it, again, fortunately for us, I think we re- we really worked hard and credit to the boys out there. I mean, you know, we started off when, when I first went in there, we were second last on the table and to finish fourth um, in the table was really good and satisfying at the end of it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy with that. So overall, I was really happy with the experience at Churchill Brothers. It was something different, um, you know, very, very different from whatever I had faced before. And uh, I'm sure this experience would also help me going further. Now let's deep delve into exactly, you know, the whole and core that you are a strength and conditioning coach. Tell us for a lay person who's probably listening to this, even if he or she is a football fan and wants to understand what exactly this is, how would you describe it? Well, strength and conditioning for an athlete basically is to enhance the athlete's performance. So um, when I say strength training, strength training is to ideally, um, you know, make the athlete stronger, more powerful, more explosive. And, um, you know, all of that needs to translate on the pitch. So uh, I think that's where, um, that's that's the main uh, job of an SS, you know, strength and conditioning coach. As a strength and conditioning coach, I want to uh, sort of uh, work with my player or my athlete in the gym and then be able to transfer that work, um, you know, whatever the work has been put in in the gym to the field outdoors. So that's more or less what a strength and conditioning job or role is, apart from obviously the football specific or any sports specific roles in terms of the aerobic capacity, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, changing directions, agility, reacting faster, lasting longer in matches. So overall, I mean, you know, just the gist of what we do. Now, having worked with so many Indian footballers, now currently also you have your whole independent, uh, you know, players coming and training under you. Some of the elite players from ISL and I League are currently with you, uh, doing their person preseason. Having known them for so several years, probably from the day one that you met in today, um, how do you see the scale of improvement and how important is you know your role in all of this? Well, I think, uh, Suju, that's a really good question because uh, over the last four years, I've seen a lot of growth, a lot of uh, education, you know, in terms of uh, player education, in terms of them understanding their body, them realizing the role of strength and conditioning in their game. And, uh, you know, it really shows with the numbers that we have. Four years ago, I was, you know, out there fishing out for players, you know, trying to educate them and telling them that, okay, this is how strength and conditioning will benefit you. Uh, from the last season, I think we've, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of players. And this season, in fact, I, you know, I reached the point where I couldn't take in more players. Um, so, you know, overall, I think uh, working in the off-season is very different from working in the pre-season and in-season. In the off-season, we do most things that you cannot ideally or you don't have the time to do during the season. So here we work on full range of motion. We work on, you know, injuries that players have picked up during during the season. 
we work on aspects that they want to you know really bring into their game in the next season so it's a mix of um, a lot of work uh, from an endurance point of view a lot of work from you know mobility and strength point of view uh, we work on ranges that you know ideally would lead to soreness the next day so we can't really do that during the season so i think overall um, this really benefits the players because when they go into preseason they're really going uh, a gear up as compared to their competitors you know and by the time the in season comes um, they are already peaking so that's the whole point about you know getting this uh, off season camp going uh, every year right now we modern football also involves a lot of data a lot of analytics and uh, it's all the numbers came in terms of how fast you are all the tests that agility tests and all of that they do um it also has a role for a sports scientist you know who brings in all of this um today and as a person who we've been following football how adaptive is indian football specific because we're looking at indian football right now um to these kind of roles or even the clubs at a higher level are they open to have and you know a person completely wholly and solely only doing this well i think uh, i'm i'm not too sure about the highest level because again i haven't really worked with the isl clubs yet um but uh, with regard to data i think it's really important and uh, but it's only as important as uh you know the action that you can take on it because uh, at the end of the day there's a lot of numbers and if you're not really taking action um you know in terms of improving performance then it doesn't make sense i think one of the most common uh, metrics that we use today uh with all the isl clubs with the players and you know fortunately we had that in uh, fcbu as well is the gps so gps pods sort of give you you know the total distance covered by um each player the sprint distance the change of directions accelerations and decelerations so this really helps us position specifically to train players in the preseason say for example if my wing back usually covers about 12 kilometers i know how to re- really progress his training towards hitting that 12 kilometers during the season and um, you know so that that only means that i'm taking action against the data that i'm using so similarly obviously you have heart rate monitors um you know in the gym environment we have a lot of uh, you know force plates and um velocity velocity based training but again um, you know those are fancier equipment i think um, right now in india at least from the players that i've worked with we've just been able to you know start the process of a full 8 or 10 months uh, period of training you know so i think um, now consistency is the name of the game so now i think it's important for us to you know educate the younger youth players or players coming out of the system uh, about the importance of strength and conditioning and taking care of their body their recovery and you know uh, how it's going to uh, you know play make a huge impact in their game going forward if they want to play it for, at the highest level for the next 15 to 18 years now you know for someone you mentioned the education aspect of you educate yourself about this aspect and you want to get into it because fitness is one that you're one is passionate about sport and being around with athletes and fitness is one other as important aspect um what's the education process like for someone who wants to be a strength and conditioning coach i think today there's lots of uh, options uh, you know i think the easiest way to get into it is by doing a certification so um there's a us based certification called the cscs there's an australian based uh, certification called the asca that's asca and then there's a uk based certification called ukasca so these three are the you know are the top uh, in terms of performance training uh, certifications but again if if it's something that you know um, an individual wants to take on uh, as a career path then i would strongly say you know 
to get a degree either in strength and conditioning or sports science and then you know proceed towards doing their masters that would be the best route now you current i mentioned you have the current crop of players uh, elite players under you and for a program um, how is that experience like you mentioned this is a off season is lot more that you need to do keeping in mind pre season or in season um, and it's not one or two athletes you're training there are a couple of them uh, more than that in fact uh, how is that experience like i think uh, you know for me the off season is the most hectic part of the year um you know again when we move into the team environment pre season also is hard but again off season just having you know 20 25 athletes coming in and um, each one of them are motivated to do well so i think that's the best part i get over here is where you know athletes are willingly coming in to work hard and again for me it's about giving more than 100% because um, these guys are willing to put in the work and i want to ensure that i'm giving my best to uh, you know to them and uh, then i obviously also follow their uh, progress throughout the season as well keep in touch with, with regards to you know their performance side of things and how they feel physically so um, yeah the off season is very very important and uh, you know i think here we create a environment where each player comes in they spend almost the whole day uh, you know training spending on recovery uh, eating clean uh we help them with their nutrition with their sports psychology a little bit and you know um at the end of the day i think because there are so many players here it creates sort of a team environment and uh, yeah hopefully we can build on this year on year now when you're maybe i don't know if it's the right question but uh, again i'm going to be a lay person and ask you all those um in a when you're in a team setup a club setup the coach has a certain uh, demands right probably co- you will sit down with the coach and get to know what he or she wants from the entire squad and you would probably work on that now when it's off season you are everything you are they are team coach you are the strength and conditioning so how then exactly would you work because here uh, you don't have the same kind of players uh, you have all different players playing for different clubs uh comes from different background they themselves would be uh, even i think the region that they come from would also probably be a criteria to look at you know how probably then you know your food your diet and all of that so how different or how is that like well i think that's a good question so initially on the first day they come in for an assessment we have a long chat with regard to how their season went what their future goals are for the next season and uh, what specifically they want to work um, you know what want to work, work uh towards so uh, i also make it a point to watch a lot of their matches uh, you know a lot of players tell me in advance that they're coming in so i follow a lot of their games and you know really understand the players that they are and um, you know obviously uh, indian football the system is small i mean you know everybody at the end of the day and um, you know in each team uh, i sort of i either know the strength and conditioning coach the assistant coach or you know uh, maybe the physiotherapist so i have a word with them as well and you know with all those inputs i sort of uh, formulate one program which would work and uh, it keeps changing because you know as players uh, when they do certain movements or when they you know progress from one week to another they uh, sort of change or they want to work on something different you know so that's where we speak we individualize each uh, player's uh, strength and conditioning plan uh, we also have you know obviously on court uh, or on field uh, fitness sessions and conditioning sessions we do a lot of ball work as well that's where we get pull in all players together but otherwise in the gym it's mostly very individualized to each individual so to each player so more or less it doesn't matter from where they're coming in or what their level is but uh, you know 
at the end of the day, we want them to get better. So we assess them at the start of the training program and again at the end of the four weeks. And some of them stay in for eight weeks. So then we do a, you know, testing after the eighth week as well. So we show them progress. And then, um, you know, we sort of formulate a plan for them to follow even when, you know, they're with their teams and we see if, you know, we can probably work with uh, one of their support staff there as well. Right. Now, I think uh, something that also would interest the listeners would be the crop of players that you're right now training under, uh, you know, training with. And uh, if you can name some of them and some of probably if you want to share and if you can, uh, how is it like working with them, uh, rather working on them? And how has their progress been like from day one till now, until now the program is going on? I think uh, I, I I don't want to name anyone as such, uh, but like I said, you know, it's 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 a great opportunity for me um, to have these guys over. Uh, and with regard to progress, I think everybody is so individualized, and like I said, they're so focused that you know, uh, week on week, they are seeing results, and uh, you know, um, you know, really enjoying the process more than anything. I think for me, it's important f- uh, to transfer education. Um, as well as get them to enjoy the process because, you know, a lot of players first, you know, when they come in, they they say, okay, I'm, I'm here for four weeks. I just want to work and get better and, you know, um, then I want to get out, you know. So, but for me, that's not the, you know, that's not the criteria. For me, if a player comes in, uh, I want to ensure that he enjoys the process and then he continues the process when he's not here, you know. So that is the sort of challenge that, uh, I place for myself, wherein it's not only about coaching them here, but also be able to get them to sustain and perform at a higher level, you know, later on as well. So, um, you know, again, like a lot of I League and ISL players have been training over here. So, um, I think it's 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 helped me also in the last three to four years to see you know the different uh, group of players right from different age groups. I mean, you've seen. Um, you know, players here above the age of 35 and some as young as, you know, 17 and 18. So it's it's a good, wide, uh, different crop of players. But uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, personalizing each one's uh, fitness regime because you don't get that in teams, you know. So here I give them something that, you know, ideally it's not possible to do in a team environment. And uh, I think that's why it's different and that's why off-season is so important. Now, what's next for Charleston Pinto? In, in with regards to whatever all that you are doing, do you still have that playing heart in you that you want to continue playing or would you completely want to focus on being a strength and conditioning coach? Well, obviously, the long-term goal is to, you know, really make it big in strength and conditioning to, you know, uh, move up a notch to make sure that I'm updating myself at all times. And with regard to playing, I keep myself fit. You know, I'm, I ensure that I'm in touch with the game all the time, uh, no matter how much work is there. I think that's uh, sort of... Uh, uh, you know, one way to keep me alive all the time. So I'm always looking forward to playing opportunities. And um, yeah, let's see um, what comes uh, forward in the in, you know in the season to come. And uh, like I said, I love challenges. And uh, you know, I if I have to do it, I'll do it with a passion. And you know, playing and SNC is is two things that I love the most. So yeah, let's let's see uh, what's in store for me. The last two questions. One is. Um... How does a day in the life of Chelsea Pinto look like when he's at Rapid Sports Fitness or doing a program? Well, my day starts at 5.45. I open the center at that time. Uh, I start my first session at 6. So I work uh, 6 to 1. And then 1 to 2 is my off time. And then I work again from 2 to 7. So I train from 7 to 8 by myself. 
and uh, yeah dinner after that and i'm back home so that's my usual time at the off season and um, you know three times a week we usually go outdoors with the boys and you know that's where we all train together but apart from that it's more or less in uh, rapid sport fitness so yeah the off season like i said is the most hectic time and that's why when i uh you know move in for preseason or when i go in during the season i feel much more relaxed even though sometimes i you know um a lot of the team management or a lot of players say it so um, you know it's difficult uh, in preseason but for me at that point it's not as hard as as it was in off season so i think this really helps me and keeps me grounded well finally i know the entire episode has been a worthwhile for all those tuning in but if you had to say one thing to someone who is probably looking at wanting to pursue something like this or even for that matter sports science and now that it's so important not just in football in other fields you have other athletes here as well uh what is that one encouraging thing that you would tell someone who's looking to pursue or is already pursuing this well i think uh, the only thing i'd say is if you if you um uh, really want to do it do it with all your heart i mean don't think twice um there shouldn't be a sort of a um uh, you know if or but it just you just need to put in everything that you have and you know you need to give it time a lot of uh, a lot of times you know some of my colleagues or my juniors um you know get into something and they don't want to give it time so at the end of the day i think um, you know time is everything experience counts for a lot and if you're dedicated and you pursue something with a lot of passion i'm sure it will work out for you well jason thank you so much and i think i've taken some time off from your schedule and thank you so much for spending time um uh, a lovely chat with you and to get to know a little bit more about this whole aspect and uh, yes we do have a video a long time back uh, i asked us to share some a masterclass series that we were doing on this so you will find that video probably before this episode is out so do catch it on our youtube channel uh, where he gives specific pointers to if you are you know how you go about it and if you are a strength and conditioning coach it will be on our youtube channel of humans of indian football otherwise i hope you enjoyed the episode we are the totally indian football show i was your host to you and please to follow and subscribe to all our episodes all our shows uh, they are available on all the leading audio platforms thank you once again chelsen it was a pleasure thank you so much thank you so much thanks to you and a uh, great job with the whole totally india football show and humans of indian football i think uh, you know covering all of us uh, and putting us in the limelight takes a lot and uh, you know i hope i wish you all the best for the future as well thank you thank you so much for those encouraging words thank you guys